Four guys, seven balls. Shout out to Drew, a.k.a. Protégé, for our new intro. Be on the lookout for his new project. Petty season coming out soon. Should be any date now. He's pushing it back for some weird reason. But anyways, guys, welcome back to the Four Guys, Seven Balls podcast. I know it's been a while. Took a little hiatus. We got a little blacked out on Super Bowl Sunday, so we couldn't really do a show that night. And then this past week was just a little chaotic. But here we are. Here we are. Um, <laughs> so this is our first show back since the Super Bowl. Uh, I don't know if any of us actually remember anything that happened in the game, but we could um, try to talk about it. You know what I do remember? Jimmy G sucks. Does he suck, or does I think or does so. Shanahan not know how to manage the game with the lead? He doesn't suck, but like I said before the game, I didn't think Jimmy G had what it takes to win them the game because they weren't going to be able to win the game just off the run game. They needed plays from the quarterback, and I just don't think he was able to make them. I'm just going to be honest. I don't remember shit from the game. <laughs> I am I literally am not kidding. Nothing? Going back to that, Dylan. Going back to that, Dylan, I think uh, he definitely didn't step up when he needed him the most, but I think from a young quarterback still, first time in playoffs, like he's only going to get better from that. And I think he still did make some damn impressive throws, and it just was unfortunate that – well, that one uh, pass to George Kittle they called offensive PI for it was just the horseshit. Yeah, that was that changed the entire game. It was a, that was a bad call. But did he really make great throws though, or were a lot of them short little passes? That was a hell of a throw. You learned that from Tom a, Brady that that one throw, yeah. But I don't think he did nearly enough to win them a game. Not even close. I think he did enough to keep him treading water. But like you said, he just he missed the throws he had to make. Towards the end of the game, they had uh, – I forgot who he overthrew. It was uh, it was Debo, wasn't it? Yeah, Debo ran the – he ran the go route. Yeah, he was wide then, open. But so. nobody saw that he got bumped. So, if he doesn't get bumped, he's got a clear shot at the football. I think he comes down with that ball. It just was one of those You're things – You're saying that bump is why he overthrew it? No, saying – Jimmy put it exactly where he knew he was going to be, but Debo got bumped, so he wasn't able to get to – I mean, Jimmy already threw it before he got hit. So that's something that you just don't see optically when you're watching the game, and then you say, oh, Jimmy sucks. He's going to make that throw. I mean, there's so many other things that go on during the game that it's just unfortunate. I mean, I think he, he did make the throws he needed to make in the first half. To be honest, I don't know why they went away from the run in the second half. Even Tyron Matthews said himself – like kind of glad away, glad they got away from the run there, and then Shanahan blew it again. Blew it again. I, yeah, I just looking at it, you know, Mostert only had twelve carries on the game. Yeah, and that's what their their offense is so weird. How they rely on some of these guys, I just I don't get it. He literally had the best playoff performance in history, and then he just barely even plays in Super Bowl. I do want to want to shout out one person though. Uh, Cardell t- tweeted us. 
you know, I think there was like 10 minutes left in the game. He wanted to talk about how overrated uh, Mahomes was. Yeah, he he, he and texted I, me. And I think Mahomes. He texted me right after Mahomes. Shut him up. He texted me right after Mahomes did that pick in the fourth. And then Mahomes. Yeah, the Super Bowl. And then Mahomes continued to go for 21 straight points after that. Dude, I wasn't really paying attention. Did you guys already talk about the P.I. call? I mean, yeah, first we talked one. about it. The Kittle one? Yeah. We we talked about it a bit, but, I mean, not detailed. It was a bad you call. You can't it, it call a, that play in the Super Bowl. You can't. Call it. Exactly. It, it, it was even... a bad call, but it, it was a really big call in the game. Did that lose them the game, though, or was it more so them going away from the run? Mm. I mean, it would have been huge uh, going to the halftime. Exactly, I think lead. it changes. It changes the game. If, yeah, if if they're able to no. capitalize on that, because what they it was ten ten at half. So if they would have kicked that field goal, it would have been thirteen ten going to half, and then. But still, they they still gave up twenty one straight points in the fourth quarter. So that's inexcusable. Exactly. I mean, it's tough, dude. You, I mean, like I said, Jimmy makes that one throw to Debo. We're literally, you know, a few yards away from saying Jimmy's a Super Bowl hero. And if he would have made that pass and they scored, then the narrative's completely different. And so it sucks that uh, a couple of his throws are skewed. I want to ask you one thing, Somas. Why do you always defend quarterbacks who suck? (laughs) Because I don't think he sucks. I mean, I'll be the first to tell you who does and who doesn't suck, but... I think Jimmy does a lot. You said Andy Dalton was good earlier this year. Andy Dalton is good. He's a good quarterback. No, he's not. Dude. Just because you guys don't think he's a good quarterback doesn't mean anything. He's not a great quarterback. No, he's not a great quarterback. He's also not a good quarterback. But he's not a bad quarterback. He's average at best. I think with the right system, he could be a good quarterback. And he proved he was his first few years of the Bengals, or perennial playoff team. And he got bounced in the first round every year. Well, when you have those guys to throw to that he did in the beginning of his career, I could be good out there too. Okay, Joe. Most people could be good out there. You you can't say he's a great quarterback with the weapons he had that he was throwing to. Any quarterback in the NFL would be good in that system with those guys. I'm just saying, he's he's better than a lot of starting quarterbacks in the league right now. Like who? Maybe, I'll give him maybe five that he's better than. Well, who? are we talking about current starters or people who had started this year? Well, that's what you said. You said better than starters in the NFL. And he's better than Joe Flacco. I think he's better yeah. than Derek Carr. I don't think so. I think he's better than Nick Foles right now. Ducky Hodges. Yeah, but well, yeah, but Ducky Hodges isn't a starting quarterback. He kind of started because multiple people got hurt. Because everyone in the team blew up. I'm talking QB one. I mean, I can go down the list. I think I think he'd do better than. uh, Yeah, he's definitely better than. He's definitely better than. Is he better than Trubisky? Yes, I think think a lot of people are better than Trubisky. (laughs) That's not even a close argument. I want to ask you guys a question. Did anybody win money on the Super Bowl? Yes. Under two minutes, baby. National Anthem? Yes, sir. Sick. I, I didn't bet. Orange, orange Gatorade bat. 
You chose orange because I was scared. What's that, Matt? You chose orange. Yep. Was it orange? Because that's the best Gatorade. Yeah, it was. <laughs> See, I, don't even so I had the other ones. I, I think I had that there would be a sack before a touchdown, and then I had Mahomes MVP. It's not bad. Did anybody do any props for the halftime show? Hey, what? No. no. I should have. Yeah. yeah. What's up with I all didn't these even people? know who was, who was doing the halftime show. What's up with all it these people all mad about it? That's the boomers, Joe. All, the, all, these, all these old folk mad about J-Lo and Shakira up there shaking what their mama gave them. <laughs> they're, they're, all, they're, they're all upset. Like, oh... I saw this one lady said that she's not getting into heaven anymore because she watched the halftime show. Like, what? Whoa. What? She's done worse things. Yeah, like, come on. <laughs> if that's going to prevent you from getting to heaven, like, okay, you're going way too far for on this. Yeah. Best halftime show of all time? Maybe. I well, I've remember. only, you know, I've the halftime shows I've really paid attention to are few and far between. And the ones that I remember are also few and far between, but <laughs> that I remember, that's that's the best one. Like I remember half of it. Like I don't remember all of it. I remember Shakira's part for sure because I rewatched it like three times on Monday. Easy. <laughs> the the uh, old whites, dude. That thing yeah, it would just pop up on Twitter, and I'm not gonna scroll past it. <laughs> <laughs> the old whites. <laughs> The old white's uh, reaction was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Dude, I sit next to a 70-year-old old white guy at work, and uh, the next day, it was just, he was just going off. It just looked like they were just having sex up there. It's just absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. I wish they were. Yeah. Yikes! Whoa, this is a family show. Whoa, hey. whoa, whoa. Hey, we're explicit on, on uh, Apple and Spotify. <laughs> And I know I'm not the only one that, that thinks that. Yeah, please don't think that this is a family podcast. <laughs> we have kids listening to this. I don't think we have any listeners. Yeah, yeah I think we have zero, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> I think it's like our family, that's it. Are you guys well, uh, are you guys stoked about the XFL? I watched I watched the game today against uh, the Dallas whoever it was, whoever uh um, Stoops is coaching. And I watched about halftime. It's pretty dope. It's pretty All dope. I know is that they are uh, the the review. Uh, was it the replay officials are using Xbox controllers <laughs> as the? Uh... Did you guys see that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I really like the replay system though. I like that they take you in and you hear everything that they're saying. Yeah, I like that. I didn't watch yeah. any games. They didn't take that to the NFL. I watched the first game yesterday and a little bit of the second one. And I like how coordinators are out there wearing two headsets to know what's going on <laughs> on both sides of the ball. <laughs> He's out there multitasking. He's the OC and DC of the team. You guys see that the XFL, they sold – they made more money in ticket sales yesterday in the two games alone than the AAF made in the whole time that they were around. Are you serious? Yeah. XFL's going to take off. Mark my words. It's going to take off. It, it'll it never be the NFL, no. obviously, but it's not going to be a one-and-done like the AAF it, it did. AAF wasn't even one-and-done. One, it was half-and-done. They're selling tickets, so they're making money, 
And they have, you know, I forgot his name, the wrestler dude that's in charge of it. McMahon? He's got the, yeah, he's got the money to support it. Yeah. So it's, and these guys are playing hard, man. They were laying the fucking hat. They're trying to get NFL contracts. Exactly. This is definitely going to be more lucrative because of Vince McMahon. Yeah. Because he's got all the connections and he's got the money. Yep. And I like how the reporters go on the field and interview the players after a big play. Or when the uh, kicker missed the field goal and they interview him right after. Yeah. yeah that. That's awesome. This I like is, it, man. It's going to be entertaining. And the best part is that there's still football on. Yeah. I thought it was weird. I thought the kickoffs were weird. I mean, because it's just something that I've never seen before. They're definitely different, but I like it. I think it, it makes it more entertaining. And it, it was like it takes away the, the high speed hits. Yeah. And if it doesn't go if it doesn't go past the twenty yard line on the kickoff, it goes to the opposite forty five, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like the super touchback. I think just like if you're punting and you punt it out of bounds inside the twenty, they get a super touchback as well. The whole thing is they want to make it more entertaining. Yeah. No one wants to see a punter kick it out of bounds. Yeah, it's pretty dope. How many games do they have a year? Uh, ten. That's pretty dope. So it's like two – I think it's in total with the bye weeks. It's like three months and then playoffs. But there's only – I think there's ten teams or eight teams, so probably only four or six teams make playoffs. That's sick. But it takes us football all the way to baseball season. Yeah, and speaking of baseball season, we had some big news about four hours ago that the bet deal got approved or got agreed on twice for the second time. Um, but uh, pending medical reviews. Let's just hope this one's official because no word yet that it's official. But what do you guys think about bets in LA? I think the Red Sox are a bunch of scumbags. Yeah. Do you think they, uh, it was because they? I have a hard time believing if they didn't know that Gatorol or Gastrol or the hell is new. My thing is, is if the trade didn't go through because of his medicals, then why did the trade go through today? And he's involved because the Red Sox they're the, they're the only people to back out. Yeah, they're the only people that had an issue with it, and I think it was just because the media reported it, and everywhere, everybody knew that the Red Sox got hosed. Yeah, and even still, I mean, yeah, it was a good move for the Red Sox. They got downs out of it now, but they also didn't get a top pitching prospect. No. So, but they did shed money, which was their goal. To be honest, I think they could have. I, I, I think we still undersold them. Oh yeah, because you think about it, it. I don't know if it was a three-way trade or two individual trades. It was two separate trades. Bottom line, we gave up Kenta, Verdugo, Downs, and Connor Wong for a top pitching prospect, Mookie Betts, and David Price. And half of David's price contract paid for. And I would have even given him. I would have get. Say on top of that, I would have given him Gonsolin too, if they asked for him. I would have. That's the thing. Like the Dodgers are rich in pitching now. Dylan, I don't want to hear yeah. a goddamn thing oh, yeah. about Andrew Friedman ever again. Never again. <laughs> no, never he proved himself now. Finally, it it is about time he, he has every himself. year, and I don't want to hear it ever again. Every year. How? Every year he's done something, and I don't want to hear it. Every year, every year he's every, every year. 
What do you mean done something? You can offer a guy a contract all you want, but if they don't sign, that doesn't mean you did something. What's he supposed to do? He hired – I'm not going to go into it. What's he Make another to... move. Okay, but who was there really to go get at those times? At the time, we lost Corey Seager. We needed a shortstop. We could have just – Oh, I'm not saying that was a bad move. We just mailed the season in, but he went out and got Manny Machado. At the time, it was a great move. He turned it here. He turned out to be very hated as a Dodge fan. Um, but at the time, it was the right move. At the time, getting you Darvish was the right move. At the time, trying to give Bryce Harper. I'm not mocking the. I, I'm not knocking the moves he made. I'm knocking what he didn't do. For the last however many years, how long did we know that the bullpen was an issue? And he never addressed it. That's true. Yeah, he got Kolarik last year, and Kolarik was great. But was this one lefty, uh, just a matchup guy, take you over the hump? Well, I don't think so. Getting Kelly too was at the right at the time. It was the right move too. Why not get the guy that just kicked their ass? Oh, I, I still think it's the right. I think it was a good move, still getting Kelly. But I still don't think our bullpen was necessarily good enough it to win a World no. Series. Well, in 2017, it was okay. I, I mean. There was just so many guys on that team that were coming back from injury that I don't understand. Like, why well, was? I mean, we can talk about that for hours, but you know, just guys like Josh Field that was even on the roster at that point. So. I I just like that this. I, I I'm almost glad that the first trade didn't go through, just because now Gradwell he's going to be in the bullpen right away. He's not going to start in the minors. He's going to be in the pin ready to go. Plus, they Is got good Trina. He does like a hundred. Who does a hundred from the right side with safety action? Well, the Dodgers always have guys like that. Doesn't mean they're so he had in the minors. He was mostly a starter in the minors, so the stats are kind of hard to judge how he'll do out of the bullpen. But in the four seasons of the minors, he had a nineteen and six record with the two forty eight ERA. Okay, so that's decent. Yeah, he had two hundred thirty strikeouts and two hundred fourteen. Yeah, he's only like what eighteen, nineteen years old too, maybe twenty. He's, he's a young guy. Yeah, and he only gave up eight. He only gave up eight home runs. Do you think if this was initially, do you think the only reason that we traded Kenta is because I mean we initially had already traded him. There's really no way we can bring him back. No, I think I think they traded. I think they traded oh, Kenta no. because he was just the odd man out in every scenario. Yeah, it's just uh, the thing that sucked about Kenta is I liked him. I think he was a hell of a reliever, but he didn't want to be. No, no, no. He wanted to be a starter because in his yeah. contract, if he makes a certain amount of starts, he makes more money. Yeah. So he wanted to start, and that's all he wanted to do. So you know what? Good for him. Now he's going to go to Minnesota, and he'll start probably 25, 30 games this year. Yeah. As long he as was he stays just, healthy. I mean, selfishly as a fan, like that was one hell of a guy to have in the pen in October. So maybe oh, yeah. Dustin May. But who knows what this guy could? Who knows what this guy I mean, could turn true. into, though? You know, hundred mile an hour sinker is pretty. Yeah, freaking no crazy. doubt. And who knows? Maybe Dustin May can step up and be that guy too. So, yeah. I think we've got guys to fill the hole that he left. Yeah, um, I just, I yeah, I just don't think it's not worth keeping a guy for October when he wants to be a starter all year long, and you don't have room for him. Yeah, but um, because I think honestly, the Dodgers, I think they'd rather start Dustin May. Is the fifth guy in the rotation or Gonsolin rather than Kenta? And I think they want to put uh, Urias in the rotation too over him. So I think. Oh, Urias will be the fourth starter this year. I, Robert's already said that he'll be in the rotation. I think to start the year, it's going to be 
obviously you have to give Kershaw opening day just because just because he's earned yeah. it. So you got Kershaw, Bueller, Price, Urias, Urias. and then and then spot starts between Gonsolin. May Gonsolin. Yeah. Well, we, we're forgetting about Woody and, too. And we're forgetting yeah, that Stripling didn't get traded now, which I think he'll still get moved. But as of today, he's still a dog. I, yeah, because he tweeted that celebration thing, and then he deleted it right yeah, after. Yeah, so as of – So I think he knows he's getting – As moved. of right now, he's a dog. But I think now thinking about it, because Woody will probably be the fourth guy and Urias will be the fifth, until somebody gets hurt or people start wearing down, I think May and Gonsolin might start in AAA. You think so? They might keep one of them as a long guy. But I don't think – there's no use to have both of them in the bigs if neither of them is starting. Yeah. It's tough, yeah. man. I... And, and Alex Wood isn't going to go to the bullpen either. He already said that he only signed the contract with the Dodgers because he'd be a starter. He said he didn't want to sign a contract to be a bullpen guy. That's interesting. Oh. But that's a lot of lefties. Just like it's a lot of lefties, but to me, man, that that doesn't matter. If you go out and you throw strikes, you get people out. It doesn't matter if you throw from the left or right side. Just like old times. But I like Before I like stars. the David I like the David Price pickup a lot because when when oh, when too. he's on, he's a top twenty pitcher in the league. Yeah, and it, on his career against the National League, he has a three four two ERA. And against teams in the division, I was looking at the numbers. He's only started in Colorado. He has a 5-2-3 ERA, but that's in Colorado. Against all the other teams, he had a below 3 ERA in the NL West. And all the NL West parks are pitcher parks, too, minus the Rockies. Colorado. Yeah, so yeah. Don't pitch him in Colorado. Yeah, don't pitch him in Colorado. Like, he, I think he's going to do well against the NL because nobody in the NL has faced him. He's been in the AL East basically his whole career. Exactly. So. And I think a lot of people are, are knocking him too much over one year, man. Like, if you – before last year, he had a 358, 338 ERA in the two years. Yeah. He's had a lot of injuries. Those stats are skewed because it's small. Lots of injuries. He, in uh, 17, he only started 16 games. That's yeah, half a year. So who knows if he couldn't gotten better. So, so exactly, it's it's definitely an upgrade. And then that, and then that lineup, bro. So, um, is this the best lineup well, we've ever uh, seen on paper? Well, Dodgers someone said that you have to go back to 2008 to find a team that had three MVPs on it. If anyone could name that team, I'll give you some brownie points. Giambi, A-Rod, I saw it on Twitter. I couldn't think of uh, – when I saw it, I was trying to guess. But Jeter reason, never won an MVP, which is weird. As the third. Exactly, yeah. I had A-Rod and Giambi off the top like, of my I, head. I, I maybe thought about, thought about the Phillies, but they only had two. But, um, but, yeah, so this is only the second time in the past – 30 years that three MVPs have been on the same team. Which, two of them are going to be hitting in the top of the lineup, which is amazing, and they're both fairly young. And, and they'll be playing right Yeah, next but to each going other. back to it, this might be one of the best lineups ever put on paper, stats-wise. Probably. And potential-wise, yeah. too, yeah. with uh, Will Smith and Lux at the back end. So this is... 
Well, you even got to think about Seager. People this are writing off Seager already. And he had his worst year of his career and he hit 272. This is what I would bombs. do my um, – this is how I would do the lineup if I was Doc. I'll put Betts one, Muncie two, Belly three, JT four, Smith five, Seager six, Lux seven, left field, whoever plays left field eight, and then pitcher spot. I've only put in Belly at third, so he's protected by Muncie and JT in the order. In the order. I'm still putting Belly. See, so I would go – I'd go Betts, Muncie. I would put Turner in the three-hole. Bellinger behind him, and then Will Smith is still hitting eight for me as a catcher because he did so well in the eight hole, so leave him there. Um, behind Bellinger, I don't. I think it depends who we're facing. Um, part of me almost just still wants to put Pollock there. The last two months of the regular season, he had two eighty eight. Yeah, he had a horrible October, worst I've ever seen. But when he's healthy, he can still play. So, if he's healthy, I'll probably put him there and then Seager behind him and then Lux and okay. to finish it out. That's fair. But the – And I think I think Pollock only plays yeah. against Wright. Which I like you putting JT at third because then he's protected by Muncie and Belly there and he'll get more pitches to hit, which I see. Mm. So, they're going to have to pitch to JT. It's just going to yeah. be a dirty lineup either way. Nice thing is, too, is with adding another righty bat, it's more variety. I yeah. think it's 4-4, four, four, righties and lefties. So you could even alternate righty-lefty every time. That way you could never have someone bring in, you know, a dominant lefty. And this is the first batters. time in a while that the Dodgers have had a true leadoff hitter. Like, I don't, I can't remember the last time they had a true leadoff hitter. Yeah. The best one we've yeah, had in years is not, probably He shouldn't be a leadoff hitter. It should be a four-hitter on any other team. Go for call. For called J. Yeah, I think for call was the best, last good one, last best one we had. Well, for call wasn't bad on the Dodger, or not for call. Um, we no, he was like, the one he was. We had for call right in the middle of his prime. D. D. Gordon, I yeah, I forgot about D. D's probably best one. Yeah. Either way, it's going to be exciting, man. This this is a World Series or bust year, correct? Like, if you don't win the World Series, it's a failure. Yes, hundred percent. Like, it's like it's like that every year, but especially this year with the moves they made. If you don't win the World Series, it's a failure. Which that's what I see, Mm -hmm. and I don't want to like get too ahead of myself, but I see the Dodgers winning the West by at least fifteen games now. I don't even think it's going to be close, yeah. Yeah, I don't think there's another team that – I mean, D-backs are probably the second-best team in the division now, and they might win. Did you see 85? MLB Network? MLB Network Maybe. did, a, like, a a mock thing where they put the Dodgers. One more time. Yeah, you cut out, Joe. Okay, well. Is it just me or can you guys not hear him? Can't hear Roki either. He's probably sleeping. Dylan, can you hear me? Oh, okay. It's like it's just us. All right, well, anyways. 
Looks I like think, it's just us two. I was yeah. going to oh, say, well. I think the oh, yeah. only thing that could ha- possibly happen is just if we don't win, if we don't win the division handily, it's just because the division or the uh, pitching just absolutely falls apart. Because the offense will be there. I just yeah. Well, what I get, what I just remembered too, we picked up Jimmy Nelson, who had a bad year last year, but mm-hmm. he didn't play in 2018 at all. And so he might be able to come out of the pen and do as well for that. I'm trying to see. So as a reliever, where is his number? That's at? just my thing. My thing, though, I think if anything, because there's so many question marks for pitching. It's can Walker repeat what he did last year? Can David Price stay healthy? I think Walker's going to be better too. than he did last year. He almost had a down year compared to so too, his but rookie he's year. He's making a big jump, so it'd be okay for him to not progress as much as we would expect him to or like to. David Price, with the injuries, I mean, who knows? With Woody, he's big question mark there. Who knows? Urias, full-time rotation guy. If he can stay healthy, so Urias is going to be really good. He just needs to He's because pitching. So looking at Jimmy, Jimmy Nelson has a career three three ERA as a reliever. But injuries with him too. Um, so is yeah. Well, he missed all of twenty eighteen. The training experiment. And then last year he only pitched in ten games. So we'll see if he can come back healthy. I'm fine with and it. And then the training experiment. You know, big question mark. See, I don't even think that's so much an experiment. I just think he had a bad year. He did, but because he put together, he put together one of the best years ever as a reliever. But so did Edwin Diaz, and you said he sucks. How's that different? He does suck. Oh, for fuck's sake! Fantasy. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, looking at looking at Blake training. He's only had one – he's had three years, four years with over a three ERA. He's had one, two, and he's had four. So, he's split down the middle. Half of his career, he's been under a three ERA. And in 17 and 18, he had a 2.1 and a 0.7. So, if he can get back to that, he doesn't even need to be that. If he can just be a guy that will come in and shut down the eighth inning for us, then I'm fine with it. Okay. Not bad. Not to mention him and right. Joe Kelly. Joe up, Kelly, too, is a big question mark with him because he got off to such a slow start last year. And then with Kenley, True. that's probably the biggest question mark of the bullpen. Yeah, I, I'm honestly not too worried about Kenley. I'm honestly I just not. hope he finds it. He's, he, he had a rough year, but he, he still showed last year that he still has it. I hope so, man. I mean, he still say he had thirty three saves last year. It's just when he blew saves, it was really bad. Can you guys hear me? Oh no, no. I don't know what happened. There he is. I was talking, and I thought you guys were ignoring me. <laughs> You're killing me. Where's Joe? I guess his dad called him, and it messed it up, and now we can't hear him. We had a bit of technical difficulties in that little conversation right there. 
So we're just going to go ahead and wrap this show up. Um, we'll be back on Wednesday with our normal schedule. Probably talk a little basketball. Talk about if any other news come out. But before we leave, I just want to give a shout out to the late Coach Han. He passed away a couple weeks ago. But he's the one for all the RHS people who helped develop the Rubber Tree Plant song that we sung after every game in football. So that's a pretty cool thing. And he was just a legend in RHS football and at the school. But So we just want to pay our respect as a group to Coach Han. And that's for that's all for four guys seven balls. See you all later. As always, thanks for listening.